Welcome to the Walking Leader Podcast episode number 253. Hello, I'm your host, David Guetta, and welcome back to another episode of the Walking Leader Podcast. The Walking Leader Podcast is for you, current and future leaders, to help give you the tools to help you succeed as a leader in your your organization as well as in your personal life. Now, the tools of the Walking Leader focus on getting you up and out from behind your desk and out onto the front lines where those you lead, that's where they are. That's where they're at every day, in the trenches, day in and day out. And attention all leaders, it is your responsibility to know how the battle is going and there is no better way to know than to be out on the front lines where the bullets are flying. So get out there. And now, without delay, let's get started. In episode 253 of the Walking Leader Podcast, I present to you the next episode in the 2023 Self-Leadership Series on Making the Jump from Amateur to Professional. So as always, we begin with the definition. So let's get started. Self-leadership is the first one. And it's based on you, current and future leaders, taking the initiative and being proactive. A self-leader means you are intentionally influencing your thinking, your feelings, and your actions towards achieving your goals and objectives. Whether it be personal or professional or both, you must take that first, second, third, and every step thereafter to achieve those objectives and goals. Let's define an amateur, one who engages in a pursuit, study, science, or sport as a pastime rather than as a profession, or it's also defined as one lacking in experience and competence in an art or science. Now, professionals, well, we bump that up another level. One who's engaged, becomes proficient, and continues in a pursuit, study, science, or sport more than just a pastime and has grown and moved beyond the level of amateur. So we begin this first episode of the 2023 Self-Leadership Series on making the jump from amateur to professional with part one of a two-parter. So in this case, we're going to talk about the amateur and professional mindsets and how both are very similar and yet very different. So let's get on with it. The focus and drive of any professional has to be laser fine and always in a forward direction. That focus and drive cannot stop no matter the reason. Amateurs and professionals see the focus and drive as necessary to achieving their goals. However, the level and amount of goals achieved will vary between those with an amateur mindset and those with a professional mindset. Now, while most people, most amateurs, will stop when they achieve their immediate goals, such as losing five pounds or running a 5K or writing their first book, then they wait and wait and wait for the next thing. Sadly, For those that have an amateur mindset, they'll find themselves hopping from one thing, from the one thing that catches their attention to the next, which is typically the next shiny object, the next trending or FOMO item. Sadly, they will achieve whatever the next goal may be and then find themselves wondering what next. The immediate gratification is, well, it's, that's what it is, the immediate gratification. In a 2016 Psychology Today blog post titled 10 Reasons We Rush for Immediate Gratification, the number one response was, quote, a desire to avoid delay, end quote. And by understanding, understanding, uh, again, quote, there is a psychological discomfort associated with self-denial. From an evolutionary perspective, our instincts to seize the reward at hand and resisting that instinct is hard. Sure, it's, it's, end quote. And sure, it's easy to blame the thousands and thousands of years of human evolution for having the amateur mindset. 
but there is more that can be done. See, the amateur mindset tells the individual, it is fine to do something that delivers that immediate gratification that comes from starting and quickly completing a goal. While we are still very early in the 21st century, that notion, the notion of FOMO or fear of missing out is the driving force behind setting those quickly and easily achievable goals is very much permeating through all our lives. Not, no one's immune from that. See, waiting to achieve success is now something that is frowned upon. No one has the time to wait for the money to roll in. It has to be right here and right now. Everyone wants that payday today. They want to go viral from the moment they upload that certain special meme on their Discord server, or if by the end of the day they don't have those 10,000 likes and 50,000 new subscribers, then it was a very bad day. There is no gratification anymore in 9,999 likes. It's 10K or bust. Then heaven help that wannabe influencer if tomorrow's new image does not beat today's numbers. While the up-and-coming influencer is being consistent in posting memes to the Discord server or Twitter or the next social media platform, it is the expectation of their goals that are all about the quick fix, the instant gratification, and not working for the long haul to achieve that deeper feeling of success. It's when the focus and drive is on outdoing or outperforming solely for the quick fix that the individual starts to get sloppy and quality starts to suffer. Consider this. The exact same is said when it comes to overthinking things. Overthink and then it all goes wrong. It is through overthinking that we become our own worst enemy. And by breaking the terrible habit of overthinking, we can move beyond the seemingly obvious of being caught up in what we do and where we put ourselves. We can move to a place where we can be and do the best that we can with what we have, and then we can start making things happen. Great things happen. Then, and only then, can we move on to the next thing, whatever the next thing may be. We move on without delay or hesitation. We move on to the next thing because we have the ability to recognize the excuses we give ourselves for overthinking. And those same excuses we give ourselves also become the very same thing that helps us, that keeps us, that keeps us from finding ourselves repeating that keeps finding and and we're that we keep finding ourselves in and keep repeating the overthinking over and over again. It's a miracle we manage to survive as long as we have as, as human beings. What is an even greater miracle is those that those with the amateur focus and drive in deciding what the next thing will be, let alone trying to figure out how success can be accomplished. Right? So it's, I can say at this point, cue the song of the Volga Boatman. You'll hear that downtrodden. And, you, and I say cue it because this is going to be another journey that will eventually get done, but not without unnecessary toil that is sure to come. Hence the Volga, Song of the Volga Boatman. Now, as George George Herman Babe Ruth once said, quote, you cannot, you just can't beat the person who never gives up, end quote. Babe Ruth, with his 714 home runs, was proclaimed Major League Baseball's home run king until one day, very early in the, 19, in the 1974 season, a dashing young Atlanta Braves right fielder by the name of Henry Louis Aaron, nicknamed Hammer, or Hammerin' Hank Aaron, broke that record. 
Both men pursued excellence, and in their respective eras of baseball, both men delivered on that excellence. Professional baseball players, in the most common sense of the definition of professionals, because they did what it took to slip the surly bonds that once held them down to the level of mediocrity. They continued to fight being mediocre. They, they know the hard road they took to get noticed, and as, as that diamond in the rough, they also knew that they can never entertain the idea of slipping back into mediocrity, because that was the one thing that would surely destroy their chance at remaining professional. The same principle or idea applies to doctors, lawyers, teachers, accountants, and the list goes on and on. Ad infinitum. The decision for any individual in any field of study or vocation or sport to deviate from the norm, the everyday, the crowd, is rather simple. Some want to be better than they were. Some want to go as far as they can in their chosen field. And some just are just born with the drive to be better. However, no matter the origin, with the focus and drive of a professional, most people will never step out. I say, let me correct myself. However, no matter the origin, without the focus and drive of a professional, most people will never step out of their nine to five mindset and always wonder why they remain stuck in the same place, the same place they were last year and the year before that, and so on. The cornerstone of a professional mindset is without a doubt the innate ability to recognize and understand two things. This is not all there is. And there is also plenty of room for others. Remember, a professional football team has 11 individuals out on the field at any given time. While a baseball team, well, baseball team has nine players out on the field playing defense. And though only one batter at a time can play, it is the action is the actions of those batters, one at a time, before and after, that are there one person at a time, that help drive up the score. In a team setting, as in the case, as is the case in most business settings, the ability to be at the top is critical. To be the best is essential. But to be among a group of professionals is priceless. See, each member of on any professional team must be the best he or she can be. While the best quarterback alone will not win a Super Bowl, the coordinated work among the best center, the best wide receivers, the best offensive line, and then the best defense and the best special teams unit makes the best team and takes them to win that season's Lombardi Trophy, the Super Bowl. Now, of course, there are some professions that do not require as an intensive team support, but still require a great support system nonetheless. Briefly imagine a psychiatrist who just opened up a small office to start taking clients. Sure, the psychiatrist can schedule appointments, coordinate with insurance companies, but when it comes to doing the financial books, the psychiatrist is the least experienced. Of course, she spent all that time in school to get that degree, then the license to practice, but rarely will you find a psychiatrist that also moonlights as a CPA. Thus, it behooves the psychiatrist to find the best CPA possible to maintain the finances. Then ultimately, one day, the psychiatrist will need to take on a small support staff. Again, the psychiatrist will seek out the best assistant, the best front office staff, the best support personnel that she can find. The, the thing here is recognizing and understanding that no matter who the best is, 
They can only continue to be the best by looking for and attaching themselves to the best. While I am not a psychiatrist, nor do I play one on television, I do know, understand, and believe that to be a professional, the level of commitment, focus, and drive is something that requires plenty of the most notorious or infamous four-letter word ever, and that's work. Knowing that professional focus and drive must be applied in all things all the time, by applying a professional level of focus and drive, we can elevate ourselves and others constantly and consistently. Think about the athlete and the want to take his game to the next level. Or I think of myself and wanting to get to the physical level of running 10K races anytime I want. This takes work. That work, aside from sweat, tears, and blood, also comes with a deeper level of commitment, focus, and determination. So it is not just the physical part, but also includes the mental part, the mentality, which all of us, I do say all of us, and yet very all of us have it, but very few of us use it. Sadly, we when we do use it, we just use enough of that mentality to just get us out of the corner we painted ourselves into, or that wall our backs are up against. Once we are out of that corner or can get away from the wall, we quickly find ourselves a place of comfort and put ourselves in neutral and coast along until we find ourselves in another corner or our backs up against another wall. Hopefully, a different wall or corner. It happens. Don't kid yourself. I have found myself in that place numerous times in my life. Sure, it feels good to find yourself in a nice, warm, comfortable place, but It should never be your final resting place. This is where the professionals separate themselves from the amateurs. The professionals find themselves always hungry for more. The amateurs see themselves out of danger, for now, and will continue to feed at the buffet line until they can no longer move. It is not until the time comes when the quote-unquote danger rears its ugly head that those amateurs scramble to get out of danger. Meanwhile, The professional is well on her way to the next thing. The professional knows there is no quote-unquote final resting place. They keep moving. They may stay around long enough to enjoy some of the fruits of their labor, but they they are also working on moving a little faster onto the next thing. They expect to arrive at the next thing long before the amateurs realize they must move on because they've worked their way into another quote-unquote dangerous situation. The professional mindset fosters a permanent belief that what is done today is a stepping stepping stone towards a greater achievement a long way down the road. Think about that professional baseball team. They have spring training almost two months before the start of the regular season. Pro football, pro basketball, and other professional sports teams all have a sort of spring training or preseason, if you will. The professional mindset in the organization and in the individuals all know that the championship is won during the offseason. The actions taken during the offseason or preseason and preseason, not just or, but and preseason, set the actions that will occur during the regular season. Every professional knows that the first step onto the playing field is the first of many to come. That without that first step, the first victory will not occur. Without the first victory, the second victory cannot occur. And ultimately, without winning more games or achieving more than others, there is no no Lombardi trophy. There's no Lombardi trophy for that team or for you. 
Well, that's it for episode number 253 of The Walking Leader. If you have any comments or questions, please drop me an email at daviddavegarra.com. Leave me a voice message at The Walking Leader hotline at 956-720-0060 or reach out to me on Twitter at Dave Guerra, all one word. Again, that's at the at symbol Dave Guerra. I look forward to hearing from you. I want to thank you for taking your time. I do appreciate you making it to this point of the episode. I'm David Guerra, author of the books The Walking Leader and Great to Follow. And I invite you to subscribe to the Walking Leader podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Stitcher, and you can find all those links on the DaveGarrett.com website. Lastly, I want to remind you to always go beyond the grind and go beyond the hustle because that is the only way to be the walking leader and a leader that is truly great to follow. Until next time, I thank you. The Walking Leader Podcast is a David Gerrard presentation.